1: What's up guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host as always, Brady Leonard. Uh, hopefully you guys had a terrific weekend. Uh, I'm back uh, from my week off and I have a lot to say, um, as, as you would imagine. Um, I was joined by my good friend Andrew Donaldson. Always a great time talking to Andrew. Uh, we obviously discussed the war uh, between Israel and Hamas um, and the reaction to it by... Everyone from the libertarian side, the conservative side, from the U.S. government, uh, we break it all down. And I got a little heated on this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. As, as you can imagine, a lot of these topics are near and dear to my heart, so I got a little worked up. Um, I, I apologize for that, but uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. Please follow us on Twitter at no Pod. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you want to support the show, you can over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. All right, without further ado, Andrew Donaldson. All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Andrew So, Andrew, how you been, man? I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Uh, I was off all week last week. Um, The baby got me sick again. I I don't know why this keeps happening. But uh, I have to admit, I've been not looking forward to coming back to the podcast because I don't really have anything nice to say. And you know know what our mothers told us as kids, Andrew. Um, There's nothing I can add. It's way... Over my pay grade, There's nothing I can add in terms of the what's going on in the Gaza war. Wars happen. Wars are horrific. All you can do is pray for peace. There's I, I can't. There's nothing I can add to that. I, I'm not a military tactician or, and I don't have a reporter on the ground. So we can skip all that stuff. But all I can yeah. do is look at the actions of both my government and my countrymen. And it's been a rough week, at least for my countrymen, <laughs> at least for the, the commentary class. I mean, I suppose it's to be expected. Um, But I never expected to see this much hatred, this much open anti-Semitism. I mean, as bad as as the political class is, even as bad as Twitter has become in recent years, boy, oh, boy, I just didn't expect half the country to be
0: explicitly supporting Hamas. Yeah, I— didn't say hardly i mean i tweeted about it and stuff but i didn't write and i didn't do any shows over the weekend on purpose because i was like no i don't i can't i was too hot coming in too Um, hot yep and i don't it it not just you know opinion wise or hot takes just like there's nothing i'm gonna add to this there's so much bad crap just let it all settle for a minute of course and it took because when you have something like this that was so horrific it took really a couple of days before we even realized how horrific it was. Like we didn't realize it was going to be 12, 1300 people, whatever that counts up to now. And they're still looking, you know, we didn't, we didn't realize it was that bad. So I, that's one of those where 24 hour, 48 hour rule um, really played in. I just left it alone other than tweeting about the, the awfulness of what was happening. And it's just the big, the hardest thing of this is you get trapped in the moment of it and not realize this is part of a long going cycle of violence. And it was obviously planned for, they think now, for over a year, at least maybe two years ago. Some of the Egyptians are saying they knew about a year ago something was coming. It's on the anniversary day of the Yom Kippur War. They should have right. been more prepared. Look, we could get way in the weeds of you know the Israeli stuff of like you know the Israeli armies are out on the frontier along the West Bank because that's the political base. That's why they weren't in the south where this was going on. You know, you could get into the weeds of it, but you, I think you start with moral clarity and then you worry about the details later. The moral clarity is Hamas is a bunch of murderous thug barbarians, and they are happy about it because they videotaped it. All you deniers on social media, they videotaped what they were doing. They want you to know what they were doing and that it was them doing it. Then you get the Palestinian-Israeli stuff underneath that. That's a whole different level because that's the excuse Hamas uses. Those are just human shields to them. It's a big ungodly mess, man, and people, especially on social media, and the American mind, I hate to say it about our own country, we just cannot process something like what happened in Israel last weekend. They Most Americans cannot process that a bunch of gunmen just come in and start murdering a thousand-some people. That, yeah. that, that does not process in our brains, and they can't handle it, and that's why you get the mess you see on social media and news media right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it goes— it's so the the way our education system teaches us about war. You know, if you, especially in public schools, I mean, it's just if you read a history book, it is really the good guys versus the bad guys. It's like the, you know, it's like something out of Lord of the Rings when they're talking about the World Wars, even the Civil War, Revolutionary War. I mean, it's like this, almost fictitious. You know, it's just, it's not it's not realistic. That's not how the world actually works. Um, and I wish we were teaching our kids better. Um I, I this is I, I really I want to take some time on this because nothing political offends me <clears throat> ever. Like people's political opinions don't offend me. I, I'm I'm literally friends with everyone from the entire political spectrum. I mean, anarchists like myself, all the way to literal card carrying communists. You know, I I've literally have friends with with opinions all over the map, and it just. No no extreme, you know, nothing. I mean, nothing surprises me, nothing offends me. Election losses don't really mean much to me. You know, when, when politicians are, are caught as crooks, you know, with fraud, the, all these indictments, nothing, that doesn't offend me. Nothing offends me. What does offend me is when I see people doing and saying evil things while attempting to cover themselves with the name of Jesus. That is what really gets under my skin. And there are a whole lot of people right now who are claiming to be Christians saying some of the most evil shit I've ever seen. Yeah. Attempting to use Christianity to be blatantly anti-Semitic. It's like these people went back a thousand years on the calendar yeah. or something overnight. Blatant either misunderstanding at the least, blasphemy at the worst. It's, it's like what I'm seeing, especially on Twitter, I know Twitter's not real life, but you're seeing a, a mix of insane replacement theology and just open fascism. Like, like I don't know, like... I, I, I'm a flawed man and certainly no arbiter of what it means to be a Christian, but you have to follow—to to be a Christian is to follow the example set by Christ. If you want to know what that looks like, today Reuters Reuters is reporting that the Catholic Patriarch of Jeru- Jerusalem, a man named Cardinal Pizaballa, um, super Italian name, by the way, um, he this man is now offering to trade himself for the Israeli children being held by Hamas in, in the Gaza Strip. That— if you're wondering, ladies and gentlemen, what a Christian looks like, that is what a Christian looks like. You know, I've been I've been seeing a lot of tweets over the last week and a half, a lot of tough talk, a lot of name calling, a lot of divisiveness, not a lot of self sacrifice, not a lot of humility, not a lot of love for the lost. I mean they all know that we're Christians by our what, our hate, our tweets. No, I mean like it it has just not been a banner week for the name of Christianity in this country, a lot of people have no idea what it means to be a Christian. A lot of people, I don't know if these people are Christians. Uh, if if you, They will know we're Christians by our love. We know a Christian when we see it by the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And I'm not seeing a whole lot of that right now.
0: I think what you're seeing is... <sighs> Let's be specific, because I don't want to broad brush everybody, yeah. especially yeah, yeah. American evangelical Christianity, and I won't go on my rant about how much I hate the term evangelical. It's a garbage right. term. But for lack of a better term, American evangelicalism has had a problem for the better part of 40 years now. And I say this as one who is technically is one. I know that was a great sentence. But I, look, I don't even need the 20-odd the years I've studied theology for this one. The problem with American evangelical Christianity is— is it your faith or is it your lifestyle brand? Yeah. And the problem with the politics of the last, especially the last 15, 20 years, but especially the last five, six years is the lifestyle brand has gone beyond just label to being this all encompassing public persona thing that you project to other people. That is not a new problem in Christianity. Hypocrisy. (laughs) The Bible spends a lot of time on hypocrisy for a reason. It's always been there because that's a human problem, but that's, now you got social media that supercharges all those issues that human beings always have, Christians in particular have, as you're supposed to be in the world but not of the world. Right. Well, we're doing a lot of, of the world stuff, and I see a lot of it now. But what happens is when you do that, you lose the basics of the faith like studying, like reflection, like meditation, like understanding the world you're in. because you don't have to do those things as long as you chase the lifestyle brand and you keep up with whatever the public perception on social media and or your in group is. Does that make sense? Is that a good, fair way of putting it? Yeah. So instead of actually studying and doing the hard work of, you know, studying scriptures or working in your local church or doing the community service stuff you're supposed to be doing or taking care of your families, you spend too much time online feeding your brain full of all this group think nonsense and you lose all your discernment. And I'm being, very generous and losing your discernment. I think some of these people do it purposely because they want to feed it. Right. And you wind up in really bad, ugly positions, like not understanding the role of Jews in the world or Muslims in the world or whatever other faith, you know, the Buddhists or the, you know, the postafarians that want to wear the colanders on their head or whatever. And you start losing your humanity of, you know, you start saying stuff. Keep, I, I keep saying this, we need to add social media to money, power, and alcohol. Because it just gives you the ability to be whatever you really want to be when you think nobody's looking and or there's no consequences. And there's a whole bunch of people that are putting crosses and Christian in their social media accounts that are doing that with this current situation in Israel. And they're really telling us what they believe. And it ain't what they say they believe. Their actions are telling us something really different. And it's a really, really ugly difference. And it's nasty. People need to call it out. Look, calling it out online isn't what I'm saying, because that doesn't do you any good. And if they got a blue check, they make the same amount of money with the bad outrage as the good outrage. Right. What you got to do, though, is you got to quit feeding that beast. You got to identify and say, no, this is just evil and wicked and I'm not doing this and disengage from it and go spend some time feeding your own mind and your own soul with those good things of your faith or whatever else it may be. If you're not a person of faith and putting that in your head. Because if you're putting that pseudo-fake crap of your religion in your head, you're going to get pseudo-fake crap coming back out. And that's exactly what I'm seeing a lot of, frankly.
1: Yeah. No, that's 100% correct. I mean, it's just the fact that these people are comfortable calling themselves Christians while harboring this level of hate in their hearts. I just can't reconcile those two things. I mean, you just, you can't if you believe all men are created in the image of God, you just you can't hate Jews. <laughs> you can't hate Muslims. You can't hate anybody. You can't hate blacks. You can't hate a group of people. No. If if you believe that they are created in the image of God, you're spitting in the face of your Creator. And look at, look at how Jesus and the followers of Jesus behaved. You have to, to be a Christian is to follow the leader. You follow the example set by Christ. And look at the Apostle Paul. What did Paul say about himself? Writing to the Romans, he said that, you know, Christ died to save sinners. Of whom I am chief. I am the worst. The worst of the worst. You know, he viewed himself. I mean, look. You shouldn't hate anybody, but if you really need to hate, hate yourself. Hate yourself, because you you put Christ on that cross. It wasn't the Jews. It wasn't the Romans. It wasn't Pilate. It wasn't the the chief priest. It was not. It was you. You. Yeah. If you want to hate somebody, look, the, look in the I fucking saw a mirror, lot man.
0: Of the Jews killed Jesus. Tweets this weekend. It's I saw a it. lot of them. Sickening. I like. What, I just. <laughs> do, do you just want to be in the clan that bad because that was their line? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, number one, it's bad theology if you are a Christian. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but it's it's horrible theology. Number one. Number two is it's hateful. Like, what are you? What what do you gain out of that exactly? What do you think you're accomplishing by that? All you're doing is telling us that you're bigoted and hateful. There's no other answer to that to what you're, you know, challenging us with when you say stuff like, but I saw a lot of tweets like that this weekend. I saw, yeah. an, un, I know I talked to some of our Jewish friends, um, you know, a couple of them that we write with and just friends that I know because, you know, just reaching out like, Hey, you okay? I know this has got to be, you know, horrifying, you know, that kind of, and over and over and over again, I heard it over and over again. And a lot of people went public. They're just like, not only is this kind of your worst nightmare, if you grew up Jewish, And you've, you know, you especially if you're a couple generations removed from things like the Holocaust and you or the Israelis who weren't there for the Yom Kippur wars and all that, they kind of lived in, you know, the Hamas stuff in the West Bank, but relative peace, nothing like this. You have your bombings and stuff, which you shouldn't have, but nothing like this. You talk to them, and they're like, not only is this our worst nightmare as a people that's just ingrained into you, but we really found out who our friends were really fast. And I I I won't give the name because I don't want their account getting spammed. But one person literally put it on Twitter this morning. I, they said, you know, now I know which one of you will hide me, which one of you will tell people where to find me yeah, when they come for me. And I'm just sitting there like you, that sounds like hyperbole to some folks. It ain't to them and it ain't after this weekend because they were going house to house looking. So for them to bring up that World War 2 stuff, the Holocaust stuff of I know who's going to hide me and I know who's going to stand silently by and I know who's going to tell them where to come find me. Yeah. That's real for these folks now and in, and you there there's a pretty clear right side wrong side to be on here and I know which side I'm going to be on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be on the side of Christ. That's that's the side I I choose every time. It it's it's so disappointing, man. It's so disappointing. And you see the the rallies in the streets. I mean, there was a Pro Palestine, I mean, a mile and a half from my house, Secor and Central here in Toledo, Ohio, five hundred, mus- mostly Muslims, but you know, Muslims and yeah. Democrats, you know, with the 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 Palestinian flags and stuff like that. But the thing is, you can't. <laughs> I mean, there's arguments to be made. I mean, obviously, the Israeli government has mistreated the Palestinians over and over throughout the years. There there has been a lot of civilian casualties in these wars, of course. And obviously Hamas uses them as human shields, but you know the guy with the gun is ultimately ultimately responsible. The guy who pulls the trigger is responsible. They teach you that in gun safety classes. But the f- you can't you can't rally if you're rallying for the rights of Palestinians right after Hamas slaughtered 1,300 innocent Jews, including 30 plus Americans, by the way, and they're still. A dozen or two dozen Americans being held hostage right now. I mean, there are American, there's American blood too. I mean, if you care about this country, you maybe just hate Israel, but I mean, this you must is the hate worst America too.
0: American terrorist attack yes. in years. Yes. Yeah. And we're not even talking about it.
1: Yeah, I know. And But the fact that these people took to the streets, not because of some protest that turned violent in the Gaza Strip. We want more rights. We want to be able to vote, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't that. It was an army of terrorists breached the Israeli border and slaughtered over thirteen hundred people. I mean, that is what you're going out in the streets and celebrating. Yeah, from London to Sydney, you saw in Sydney, you know, the, these these Muslims were chanting "gas the Jews." In Berlin, they're they're chanting "gas the Jews." Berlin, I <laughs> mean, old habits. But you know what, what? They aren't celebrating a protest. They aren't celebrating a peace deal. They aren't. Trying to put pressure on the Israeli government for more rights or this, that, or the other. They're celebrating terrorism, the slaughter of innocent children, the beheading of children. You just and and, and these this people were marching in Toledo, Ohio, a block from yeah. my house. Yeah, I don't they know, what re- si- they, I know what they that say. I don't know what that says an about ugly this country.
0: Scene up at UNC, they had a big, a real ugly scene where a couple people had to get arrested because um, different stuff. Here, here's what's happening: is there's online slogans, and, you know, you could talk about the the state of the university system. There's things you say at university and there's things you can say at protests in America and the freedom that we have and the, you know, the right to protest. You can say pretty much anything you want on the street with a sign. The problem is now is when you have actions like this overseas, it gives lie to it. So when they're chanting from the river to the sea, that changes when you have, you know, a trained army of these people going in and murdering people in the Israeli because to them, and this is what you're hearing at the rallies is like, no, none of that land's Israeli land. That's all Palestinian land. So if they're on a too bad, kill them. Yeah. So when they say from the river to the sea, the first thing you need to say is, like, well, what do you mean by that? Or when they're chanting by all means necessary, any means necessary, okay, is that what you mean? So you're okay with what Hamas did? That's the question you have to ask those folks because that'll sort out really quick who's the useful idiots that don't, who's protesting to protest for whatever reasons, be it ignorance or whatever and who is actually being exposed here yeah. as wanting to just murder the Jewish people. Now, here's the, here's the thing, too, is I'm all for holding Israel accountable. Friends hold friends accountable. The Israelis are our friend. We should hold them accountable. But they are a country—like, they have people that were in the IDF that are in jail right now for maltreatment. Yeah. And I'm not saying they don't always do that, because they don't. We know they don't. There's Of course, there's, look, Netanyahu, that whole government has been paralyzed with corruption and stuff for over a year now. They can't oh, yeah. get anything done. Yeah. This solved that problem in a big hurry. It probably saved Netanyahu from getting thrown out of office again. You know, it's not that the Israelis are perfect, but the Israelis (laughs) here's the thing. Some, some, I I don't want to use their name because I don't want to give them the credit. They were like, "Well, we should just give it back to the to the Palestinians and Hamas and let them run it. And yes, it will be less free, but they'll like the the amount of ignorance here. The freest that part of the country is ever going to be is under Israel. That doesn't mean they should be oppressing Palestine, but Gaza has been under Gazan rule for over fifteen years now. Yeah, Two thousand seven, and, and Hamas took over. Hamas is the civil authority in Gaza. They're in charge of the whole thing, and they've decided to use it as a terrorist launching pad instead of taking care of the people because they want the people to suffer. They want the Palestinian people to die because it's good for their propaganda. They tell you this openly. The leadership does. They're While praising. The they're praising yeah. the
1: Egyptians this morning. For refusing to let refugees into the country,
0: who by the way the Egyptians have fortified their border with the Gaza Strip to make yeah. sure none of them folks get in because they don't want to deal with it. You know, no. Sisi and them don't want to deal with it either. No, and remember they're in Palestine because in '67 or whatever it was, they got ran out of Jordan because they tried to overthrow the Kingdom <laughs> of Jordan. Right. So, so that's how the West Bank started in the first, So, like, there, there's layers to this thing. I have sympathy for the Palestinian people because they've gotten a raw deal and they're just getting used by everybody and now they're human shields again. And then every time they get killed being human shields, Hamas turns around and attacks Israel and provokes more because that keeps them... Let's let's talk about the money real quick because that's how you actually deal with terrorism. It's not whack-a-mole killing a terrorist because they pop back up. Right. These guys are... The Hamas leadership sitting in Qatar, living in Doha in splendor and un, unmolested, completely left alone by the Qatari government. hmm they the second point that dude made in his day of jihad speech was the money. Why? Because it's a money system to them. They're paying for it in blood money. They're living high off the hog off all that international money they get to go kill the Jews. Yeah. It's a it's basically a pyramid scheme with violence at the bottom and a couple people at the top making a whole lot of money and a lot of dead bodies. Yeah. And I mean it's that simple. They want to kill they have a business model of killing the Jewish people. Yeah. That's what Hamas is. Yeah. And until you do something about the money system and the people in Qatar that do it and Iran who bolsters them and Russia that gives them weapons, you're never going to fix this problem because you can't whack them old terrorists. We've learned that the hard way. You got to do something about the financial. And, and even the Iranians are starting to back off now because they don't want to get Israel has struck Iran targets in Iran in recent memory in my lifetime. Yeah. See, even the Iranians are backing off now like, OK, they went too far this time so there's so many layers to this and it's all ugly bloodshed but you've got to keep your bearing and pick through those layers to understand what's really going on you can have the moral equivalency of yes the palestinians are getting a raw deal yeah israel's not perfect israel didn't kill 1300 people going house to house murdering them just because they were there which is what hamas did specifically to get israel to go back into gaza and attack more for a lot of reasons for their propaganda to kill the saudi deal that was on the table and was basically done that's now on hiatus to try to get more money for Hamas, to get all those protests all over the world so everybody's chanting the Hamas logo for them, because that's more PR for them. Hamas got exactly what they wanted, and they don't care how many of them you kill. They need more dead bodies. That's the really ugly part of it.
1: And I went after Christians, because I am one, and I'm going to go after libertarians now, because I also am one. Um, And (laughs) libertarians, this this is my least favorite thing about my fellow libertarians. And I I don't even necessarily call myself a libertarian anymore. I just call myself an anarchist. But the whole they try to moral equivalency everything. Right. Like, there's no, like, you know, you could have, like, Bernie Sanders running against— I mean, this isn't all libertarians, but for a lot of them, you could have, like, Bernie Sanders running against Mike Lee. And they're, like—and they would say they're equally bad. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you're a libertarian, you can't actually think that because that's insane— that like a socialist is just as, or like a, a libertarian is as bad as like a, a social a Marxist. You know what I mean? That's insane. And they they do this with every every war, you know. Both sides are morally equivalent. That's it's that is an autistic way to view the world. Like that's insane. That, that is a childlike toddler's view of the world. I'm not defending Israel's government. You know. I mean, yes, have they killed a lot of civilians? Of course. Like have they have they mistreated the Palestinians? Yes, I mean they have also offered the Palestinian statehood like what five times, six times in the last fifty years. A lot. I mean it's, more than know.
0: that. More than that. Well, the, Arafat had the deal on the table basically right. everything he ever asked for and he turned it down.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So,
0: but but the thing,
1: but the, the, this whole moral. This, this bullshit
0: moral equivalency yeah, it's, it's nonsense. It's contrarian to be contrarian is, is, we, We've had this conversation privately how many times over the years. My problem with libertarianism isn't the actual ideals. It's the fact that it can never be a governing solution because in a pluralistic society, you got to have compromise. And, and a lot of our libertarian friends go ahead and get mad, send your hate mail. You know, you're know, you contrarian to be contrarian. Well, that's fine. Look, i got tendencies like that, too. I like to just be contrarian. But also, at some point, you, you run into some absolutes in life where you've got to make a decision and do something to get it done. The, the libertarian—let me let me differentiate here. Not my personal friends that I know that are libertarians and want freedom and you know the most liberty to the most people and all that. Not those folks. The professional political class commentator online blue-check libertarians, the organizations, the people that this is a money stream to them, they have been an embarrassment over yeah. the last couple of days especially over this past weekend there's a lot of quote-unquote influencers that i think took the libertarian thing because they took that to mean i can say whatever i want and get away with it under this label yeah. as a business model they have absolutely been abhorrent um yes they are they are doing some of the most grotesque thing i never i almost never call for boycotts and stuff i did something i almost never did yesterday and and somebody's like well i blocked so and so very popular account and i went Yep. Go do likewise. I don't really do that a lot, but that one deserved it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, you just got to quit. You got to cut these people off at some point. And Even, you know, here you go. You said it yourself. We we started out bashing Christians. We're both Christians, although I'm with Johnny Cash. I'm a minus Christian. I'm a horrible one. Right, don't, right. don't 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 besmirch Christians because I'm a Christian. I'm a bad one. I'm a horrible sinner. But you have to police your own. If yes. you if you really care about your faith, you police your own faith. If you really care about your political ideology, you you protect it, you police yes. it, you make sure it's under control. Libertarians have got to figure out a way to to police their own if they're ever going to be anything more than a punchline and an afterthought.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And the Grotesque, thing is,
0: what I saw from a lot of those yeah. folks.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was. And the thing is, it it besides the the actual evil thing, things that a lot of these people were were tweeting. If you want if you part of being a serious human being, part of being an adult.
0: It's, an adult. It's, it's, There's a key word there.
1: If you're going to be an adult, you have to be able to look in front of you and deduce the better of two bad options, right? Like, if you can't look at... Hama- We're, not talk- We're not talking about, like... I don't know, man. We're not talking about Israel versus Turkey or Egypt or whatever. Like, if you can't look at the Israeli government and Hamas, and understand that one's better than the other. Yeah. You're not an adult. Like you're not a serious human being.
0: Like, Israel it's, it's has not, two my, my brigades goodness. of Arabs that serve in the IDF. They have I don't know how many Arabs and folks that live and have full citizenship, full rights.
1: Couple million.
0: I don't. Well, I think Israel's like eight or nine million people. I don't it's know how ele- many. Eleven is, million, eight million Jews. They have they have two whole brigades of just Arabs in the IDF. Yeah. You know, Muslims. Yeah. They Muslims have full rights of citizenship in Israel. Hamas kills every Jew they see from the cradle to the, to the elderly. They shot a 90-year-old Holocaust survivor in the head in her own home. Like, th- there is no moral equivalence between Israel and Hamas. Now, here, here's where it gets messy. That's, because se- that's
1: self-evident, it's, it's though. Just like, so, if you're an adult, that is self-evident.
0: If, if you can't understand that off the jump, you're already so far behind what's happening here is It's not a fixable problem. If you think Hamas is murdering Jews because of Palestine— you, you don't understand what's actually going on that's the excuse there's no excuse for what hamas did last weekend there's no excuse for what hamas is going to continue to do you know hamas is the guys they hide in hospital basements they hide in mosques they shoot people from behind children so that the children will die they bomb buses they they literally run cartoons you can go look this stuff yeah. up Make yep. sure you got your safety filters on. Yeah. You can go look this up. They run cartoons to teach children that the best thing you can be in life is a martyr trying to kill the Jews. Yeah. Like they're and again, I hate to repeat myself. Everything they did last weekend, they videoed. They want you to know exactly who they are. And the fact that there are people who want to argue about what Hamas is actually doing and why they're doing it, when they're literally videotaping it and showing the world because they want everybody to know about it boggles my mind. Like People just you have to want to not to see evil when evil shows up with a GoPro saying, "Hey, watch me do this evil thing. I want the whole world to know, and then you have a bunch of idiots in major cities and western civilizations with immunity because they have the total freedom to do so will rally saying, "No, they didn't really mean that. It's insanity, yeah, it's wicked
1: and on the libertarian side, I think a lot of these people are you know have that have that gene that autistic libertarian gene where they just can't look at two two things and, and decide which one's better than the other. I, I think there is some anti Semitism there, but not broadly in the libertarian movement. I, I don't think. I mean maybe I could be wrong.
0: Well prejudice not, is always a spectrum. So course, there there's people course. that are just useful ignorance. They're just ignorant. Right. But there again, I hate to bring it up, but it's just the fact the people that are making money off this thing, yeah. They know. Yeah. They know.
1: The thing and that that's the thing, the they conservative know. the conservative side Lauren Chen from the Blaze, I suppose half of Turning Point USA at this point, we're, we're tweeting all this pro Hamas stuff. Um, I, on the conservative side, there's no, I can't really, I can't excuse away any of it because these people have no problem with the use of military force. No,
0: they don't I, have any problem. problem.
1: They don't have any God problem. My
0: problems. I had some problems with them. We're going to turn Gaza into a, a parking lot. Well, oh, I got a problem with that. There's oh, yeah. two million people in two Gaza. Two million no, people. Let's just burn it. Look, I I get I get it. Okay. When I saw the images and I'm watching the the live video and all like I I get it. I understand it. I in the privacy of my home, i probably say the same thing in, within those circumstances. No, you can't just wipe out two million people. That's stop insane. and think. Stop and think. The you know, I got pushback on this. Israel reoccupying Gaza is a horrible idea. It's a terrible idea. The cat's out of that bag. You know, and there's no good answers, but that's a horrible answer because we already got history. We already know what that looks like. Plus, now that they're, you know, just raining destruction on it, urban warfare with two million people, you, you, there's no winner there. That That's just going to be bad. Um, they're going to go in. They're going to look for these Hamas guys. But they're gonna there's gonna be massive civilian casualties. We already know the humanitarian situation's bad. It's bad on purpose because Hamas makes sure it stays bad because that's more propaganda. But it's bad. There's no yeah. version you cannot be gleeful. I under look, I'm a grown adult. I've seen enough war. There's no such war where there isn't civilian casualties. But there's a difference between, yeah, it's civilian casualties because sometimes you can't freaking help it. Yeah. And because they're being used as human shields and they get put in harm's way. And people who literally Hamas stand there and go, we don't care how many die because everybody that dies helps our cause more. So let's kill more children. And the smaller, the people in Palestine that are OK with that are just as culpable as Hamas are. That's not all of them. But the ones that don't draw that distinction or buy the propaganda or think that that's helping them, they're part of the problem, too. This is not a force of arms solvable problem. You can kill them. You know, you can stomp out the cockroaches. You're going to have more of them come spring. Yeah. They're, this is a multi-level thing. So I got a problem when people say something like, well, we're just going to make the bad guys glass in the dead. Okay, come on, that, man. It's ignorant. It, and it's And that's how you wind up <laughs> with really bad warfare. I put it this way and people got mad at me and that's okay. They, you know, my public stuff, I told them, they're like, well, remember how you felt on 9-11? Like, I do remember how I felt on 9-11. I remember how I felt on eight fifteen too, when Cabal fell 20 years later. Mm. And there's a line between those two things of people going, remember how you felt and acting out of emotion without thinking things through. Yeah. I'm all for vengeance. I went on those deployments. I had the uniform on, miss me with all that. I can still sit there and go, I remember how I felt. And I can also remember how the next 20 years went. Yeah. So no, you can't just, go we're gonna make a parking lot glass. That's that's it's not as wicked. There's layers to this thing, but it's still not good.
1: Yeah. I mean and I'm you, all
0: for killing every Hamas guy you find. That's not what I'm saying. Sure. But no we're not gonna make it a parking lot and kill a bunch of innocent people.
1: It's funny man. You know the meme that uh you know how often do you think of the Roman Empire and all that that goes around Twitter every every couple of days. I don't
0: know Rome lit up the Ark of Titus to support Israel. Did you see that? I'm like do y'all do y'all know what he's famous for? <laughs> like yeah. he raised the temple to the ground and yeah, put yeah. down the Judea the Maccabean revolt. Like they didn't think. I I hope that was irony and somebody really thought that was funny. But that I was, just, a, was like, oh my god. That was the Brandenburg z- Gate was a little iffy. That one was like, <laughs> okay, that's kind of a nice thing considering their history. But
1: right, right, right. Ooh,
0: that, I was like, euh, don't know about that one.
1: Yeah, I was like, I don't know. If, I don't know if people really see what they understand what they're <laughs> Thanks saying. Thanks for making here. us
0: all think about Rome on that one, buddy. Yeah,
1: Jesus. but. But I think another another reason why I think men like talking about pre-World War I wars is because, I mean, obviously there's many, many, many notable exceptions to this. But the idea was always the biggest, strongest, toughest dudes on both sides would go out in the middle of nowhere, away from the cities and towns, and kill each other. Whoever's better at killing each other wins, and maybe gain some land and that's never yeah. going to happen again that's not like that's not physically possible when you're talking about the the kind of warfare we wage now as a species that is not possible civilians will take the brunt of the damage in every war forever and ever and ever that is just the nature of bombs that is the nature of uh. missiles that it's unavoidable. And I think people have, like, you know, we'll talk about, like, the Punic— well, actually, the terrible example, they slaughtered all of Carthage at the end of the last Punic War. But it's like, you, you talk about that. its like Hannibal versus the Roman generals, and they go out, and they lead elephants through the Alps in the middle of December and all this and that. And it's like this romanticized thing where it's just these two groups of men killing each other, and that makes a lot of sense in our brains. But that's never gonna. We're never going back to the Civil War where you line up and shoot muskets at each other. That's not no. going to happen. And when you talk about war, when you talk about vengeance, when you talk about going into the Gaza Strip, you're talking about dead kids. You're talking about dead women. It's, it's unavoidable. And that's why war needs to be avoided at any cost. You know, war. It has to be the absolute last resort because it's not Rome, man. It is not Rome versus Hannibal. It's just never going to look like that ever again. This is not Lord of the Rings.
0: This, it's some, a lot messier than that. Some idiot was on social media going, well, this is why we should never give Israelis smart weapons. No, this is exactly why you give the Israelis smart—not that they need it because their tech industry is as good as ours, if not a little bit better in some of this stuff. Probably better. You— you give them the smart weapons so that they can put a bomb through the third story of an apartment building and kill the terrorist that's making the bomb instead of just leveling the entire building. Right. That's exactly who you get. Like, you don't understand what you're talking about. You don't want if <laughs> you want people defending themselves with cluster munitions. Go ahead. You know what that looks like? I know what that looks like. You're not going to like that. I promise that does not look good on TikTok. The the entire idea of war. There's two problems here. One is the Western. What we talked about, the Western American mind, especially cannot comprehend what war actually looks like because they've been video-gamed and movie to death and they've never had to actually experience the slightest little bit of inconvenience, let alone what warfare does. Right. So that's problem number one. The problem number two is we we are really, really quick to want to lay a whole lot of innocent blood all over the altar of making ourselves look good online. And that's yeah. what people are doing right now with this thing. We, well, we don't want to ever fight a war. Okay, you don't want to fight World War II. You better fight a whole lot of little wars and nip stuff in the bud. We've had one of the long, historically, people don't want to hear this, historically, Europe's had its longest stretch of peace in pretty much ever. Ever. In the history of ever since post-World War II. Why? Because the United States government planted a massive army and, and rebuilt Germany and we beat, beat the Soviet Union, kept them from doing anything stupid. And now you have a unified Europe who is so privileged that they can actually screw up their own economy on their own accord now because they're that privileged now. They've why do why peaceful. do Europeans but that's why you have to prevent war with smaller conflicts, nip stuff in the bud, and you have to have peace through strength, just saying we're not going to have any war is how you wind up with World War one, World War two, and some really bad stuff. You can't do it that way yeah World
1: War two definitely World War one was kind of an anomaly. People still don't know why. why if if you have so never read life.
0: the bar fight version of World War One, go. I'll send you the link so you can yeah, post it. Similarly. The bar fight ex- explanation of how World War One started. My dad used to teach it in school. It is the best explanation, which is basically like you know Germany walks in, sees what happens, punches Belgium. I mean that's literally like yeah. what how World War One started, and they use a bar fight analogy for just how nonsensical the whole freaking It was a know, bunch of failing million.
1: flailing monarchies yeah, at the mi- end of the age of, of monarchies. And
0: people died because nobody knew what was going on.
1: Well, and they, you know, they were fighting it's a crazy. war they were fighting a war like it was 1820 with tanks and bombs, you know, it was insane. Absolutely. You had
0: you have like the first day of the Marne where the, the British lost 60,000 casualties in an hour. In an hour.
1: I mean, how many like, people died just, at the Somme?
0: Oh god, total over <laughs> you know, the the casualty lists and they still had the regimental system, so the you had whole towns just wiped out. Yeah. Because they were all they were still the regimental system where they came from the same area. You had counties in the Midlands of England where every man in the county would get killed.
1: There's a reason like why it's Europeans mindless. There's a reason why Europeans play soccer and we play football. Because college professors in the eighteen seventies Invented, which is funny we think of like college you know modern universities as a bunch of the you know these snowflakes and pink-haired feminists running around and, and all that stuff but college professors after the the civil war ended and then in the next you know decade or so we finished off the rest of the indian tribes all the indian wars were over and college professors thought that um young men, young American men, were becoming pussies. <laughs> so they invented a game to replicate warfare and teach teamwork and, and this oh. and that. And they invented football on college campuses. That's not necessary in Europe because they go to war every 20 years. Like, there hasn't oh. really been a generation of Europeans until very recently that haven't known war.
0: So Pre it's Pre the 20s, people died playing football, and it was a normal thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, go back and read about, like, the pre-leather, we joke about the leather helmets. There was a pre-leather helmet <laughs> yeah. where, like, people were literally dying of... Cerebral hemorrhaging. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, yeah. it was violent.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Nothing like the NFL what we see today where you no. get ejections for hitting now.
1: So one more thing before I let you go. Yeah. And uh never thought I'd be saying this. <laughs> thought I'd be defending the government on the podcast. But one thing that is and this is something I tell my fellow libertarians and conservatives too all the time. I'm like, you gotta like you can't just be the boy that cried wolf. Like you can't, you can you can't just scream into the void unnecessarily. And I'll be honest, last Saturday, I assumed after I'm I'm watching on TV, like everyone else, all these innocent people dying, I'm like, man, the entire GOP and half the Democrats are going to jump right back into like 2005. We need a regime change, Iran, we need a bomb Tehran. I I thought they were going to go right there. I've been pleasantly surprised that that didn't happen. To the best of my knowledge, only two politicians are actually pushing war with Iran, and that's Lindsey Graham, no surprise, and Tom Cotton, no surprise. So, like, those lunatics, whatever, it's part of their brand, right? Lindsey Graham, I mean, the man, I don't think the man shot a gun in his entire life, but damn, he sure wants to bomb every city on the planet. So I'm not, I'm not surprised at that. But Biden, Trump, Harris, DeSantis, Schumer, McConnell, no one's calling for that no one is calling to send in the troops no no one's calling for mil- I mean the 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 Gerald Ford's over there in the Mediterranean and, and whatever is, is a deterrent but the actual leadership of both parties no one is calling for war with Iran no one's calling for regime change no one's calling to send the Marines into Gaza it didn't happen Twitter is acting like it did happen <laughs> so no, they're like it's a good they're point. like they're just it's like Don Quixote over here swinging at windmills I'm like guys I would I'm as anti-war as a kid. I would be with you if that were true. And for the record, do you really think Israel, like Israel will take any foreign aid they can get, just like any other country? And if you're upset with that, blame your government. B.B. B. Netanyahu is not taking your money. That would be Congress. So fix your ire where it belongs. But side note, and I want your opinion on this too, I don't think Israel wants the Navy flying missions over their airspace. I don't think they want the U.S. military involved no, they don't. our military is way worse in terms of killing civilians than the IDF. I'm not saying the well, IDF is perfect, but they put a lot more time and care and effort into avoiding civilian casualties than the Pentagon does. So I, I don't think they want—I don't think the Israelis want our boys making a PR nightmare for them in the Gaza Strip. I don't even think they w- are ever going to call for that. I think that no. is extraordinarily unlikely— But it didn't stop everybody from fighting the straw man for the last week and a half. I mean, obviously anything could change. If like if Biden comes out and says, "Hey, we're sending in the Marines," like yes, I will be on the front line, protesting it with you. But that has not happened. Can we please, please live in reality?
0: Yeah. Like, what are you doing? The only thing, the only like, if they did some kind of joint op where the special forces worked with the IDF and Mossad and went and got the hostages or something, I think that would be that's different. That would be the very high end of what you're going to see us do, and I don't think we're even going to do that. I don't think so either the Israelis are better at that, I don't want to say better because we have really good people. This particular situation, the Israelis are better handled, better equipped to deal with it because it's their territory. They know what they're doing. They know way more about Gaza. It's better for us to just equip the Israelis and let them do it. If we can get the hostages back, it'll be through the Israelis doing it and or negotiations and or leaning on, like, we talked about Qatar earlier, leaning on a Qatar or an Iran, be like, look, you're going to give us these hostages back or else right. blah, 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 blah. That's how you get those back. You're not going to get it back by four. The other idiot thing was everybody was comparing this to Ukraine, which was stupid and ignorant. Now, Ukraine was front filling because the country got invaded. Israel doesn't actually need anything from us right now today militarily. They have an excellent military. They got Now, down the road as this drags on, they're going to need some backfill aid and they're going to want some support and part of us moving the carriers and the med over that direction is actually just to make sure everybody else that's involved here, like Syria, like Iran, like Russia, like, Hey, you're going to, you're going to stay in your guardrails and leave this one alone and set this out. That's why we're doing that stuff. That's typical stuff. I, I think Biden has some blame for some of the lead up to this because the, the stuff, especially with Iran has been really uneven the last few years. And I'm being nice calling it uneven since the attacks happened. I think, Biden's actually done a really good job. Blinken's embarrassing himself. but That's a separate thing. Biden himself and the Biden overall, they've done pretty well with this. I think you're going to see the president go to Israel here in the coming days pretty soon for a show of strength. But that's the appropriate show of strength. He should not do that. I know he's He's going going to, to, but my goodness, but that's a better show of strength than us putting troops on the ground or anything like that. I went mean, with you. I think we, we support the Israelis and let them handle this because now we also have that accountability thing is if anything gets too out of hand, we're not involved in it directly and we can pull them back a little bit. We can control aid, things like that. The Israelis don't want us doing it because they don't want the look of, oh, well, look, the Americans are going to come in and start kill. Do you think their complication, their relationship with Palestine and Saudi and everybody else is complicated now? If we went in there and started blowing crap up, it's all it makes over. it 20 20- Makes it even even worse. Yeah, it's deals, 2003
1: again. You know what I mean? Yeah, in, in terms the Saudi of Middle deal East, that got relations. blown
0: up. The worst thing. Look, what they're doing right now is the Saudis have told them, we can't do this right now. We're going to have to come back and visit yeah. it in three months, four months, five months. We get involved in that thing, it's going to be a mess. Five years, I, yeah. I think we're doing the right thing. We need to just support the Israelis, say, yes, they have a right to defend themselves. If it gets out of hand in Gaza, we still have the moral authority to tell them to stay out of it. I don't think you'll see us involved whatsoever other than intelligence and some things like that. And then we'll backfill them with aid. That's why the Congress thing isn't that big a deal, because they don't really need it right now. They'll need it a month from now, three months from now, whatever. I agree with you. I, I think the online Internet, social media, and frankly, the news media reaction is not matching reality here as much as it should. And hopefully it will when everybody settles down a little bit. I think we're actually playing this one pretty smart right at the moment. I mean I
1: was I was, like I said I was sick all last week,
0: so I was I missed a lot. I was on Twitter a lot I, I, and I keep seeing like
1: friends of mine like no war in Gaza, no war with Iran, blah blah. blah. I'm like, did I sleep through something really important? Yeah. <laughs> like did Biden just give a speech saying you know we're, we're bombing Tehran or something? I'm like, wait, no, okay. is Trump saying something like that? No. Is anyone? No. <laughs> it's like La- Lindsey Graham. Last, like yes, Lindsey Graham I is a crazy the, person. We all agree that we don't like Lindsey Graham. But like, the, what do we do? Like, what do we do?
0: The only person that has invaded Iran as president of the United States was the peace-loving hippie Jimmy Carter. I know. I know. <laughs> Which he's regretted for all his. But right. I'm, I don't mean to knock the president. God bless him. I know he's in ill health, but and he's regretted that he's publicly talked about how much he regrets, you know, that operation and the men that got killed. But right. So we probably shouldn't joke about it. But I mean, that was like I don't even remember, it. and I'm 43. I was a baby. Yeah, I don't was actually what, 70. No, I wasn't even born yet. No, was I wasn't 70, born yet because I was born in '80 and that was '78. '78, so. yeah. '78, '79. Yeah. So I wasn't even born yet. That's how long it's been since we've done something that stupid. Um, I just want to say but, one, more, one more thing to my way, libertarian... All our, modern, oh, yeah. all our modern abilities came out of that disaster. That's what changed the American military and special operations. So it did have a purpose. So just throwing that out there. Right. No, it did. I
1: mean, that, that did change a whole lot.
0: And just before I wrap up, just my
1: fellow libertarians, please. I mean, like, it, you, you can't you can't fight these these straw men if you want to be taken seriously. If you want to be viewed as an adult in the room with 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 opinions that should because we're right libertarians are right on economics okay mises rothbard hayek i mean we're right we're better than everyone else on everything in terms of how to run a government and an economy okay we're 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 total but no one is going to take us seriously if you're just fighting these battles against invisible monsters I mean, like, it's just not—it's no way to go—one, it sounds very stressful, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just no way to go through life by brothers and sisters. Don't do it. There's enough evil in this world. We don't do need to invent more of it. But it's just—I've been watching, I mean, from the anti-Semitism on both sides, from the, the crazy, pie-in-the-sky, ridiculous idealism from libertarians, and it's, like, misplaced, you know, there's no one calling. It's just like, man, what a—just what, what a banner week for everybody. Well done.
0: I, I, uh, I take
1: off for a week. I come back. You guys burn the whole damn thing down.
0: My goodness. I um. You know what I like about you libertarians is how humble you are. Um, you never. <laughs> we're right about everything. <laughs> uh, I I won't try to sing in front of you, my rock star friend. But I I'm just getting the Yario speedwagon going in my brain. Like can't fight this feeling anymore. You've forgotten what you were fighting for. <laughs> I think I think some folks need to just go sing that into the mirror while looking longingly into their own eyes. Because I think that's where some folks are. And but, uh, it, but I'm talking about
1: smart people too. People I respect were saying this kind of stuff, and it, I, I had don't, a, yeah,
0: I'm like, just get caught up in it.
1: I'm like, man, did, what did I miss? Like, did what what happened? What did Biden say? What did Trump say? Nothing. Nothing. Biden's been in bed all day, you know, and said shit. I'm like, okay, well, what well, are we doing?
0: Well, we what? found out now that first day they're like, well, where was the president on the proceeding? Fr- it turns out he was being deposed that day. Right. Um, right. So <laughs> that's why he, they actually had a lid on. It. they were like, why's he got a lid? It's like, well, because he was talking to the investigators on the classified document stuff. So. To healthy. Some things change, the more things stay the same.
1: <laughs> what a healthy democracy, Donaldson. Man, we're just we're just killing it right now. My goodness, yeah. my brother. It's-
0: This is the greatest democracy in the history of the world. I'd hate to see the bad one, man.
1: (laughs) Man, I shudder. I shudder to think. My goodness. My brother, where can everybody check out your show, which I highly recommend. It's it's fantastic. And you're going to have a very special episode today, which is out right now yes. for, for the good folks back home. You can t- mention that, what's on today's show, by the way, because yeah, it's t- going to be awesome.
0: Today, uh, our our good friend Eric Garcia, who's a reporter that's actually in the Capitol reporting, that, that whole viral video of George Santos screaming with the baby, uh, I asked Eric about it because he not only was standing there, he kind of instigated the whole thing and gives us the behind-the-scenes thing. Also, I got um, uh, Taylor Socks on the Program. He's a professor down in Pikeville Talk about a lot of the same thing we just talked about with Brady The new right and how they've kind of lost their freaking mind On a lot of this stuff uh, Tell Show, anywhere the podcasts are iTunes, Spotify, or even on YouTube I'm up Four for the fire on Twitter And heardtel.substack.com It's one-stop shop for everything Ordinary-times.com Got a great piece from Brian O'Nolan on libertarianism He is a libertarian Talking about a lot of this stuff Brady and me just talked about And my friend, I always enjoy talking to you We'll do it again real soon
1: Absolutely. Everybody, follow Andrew, who's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks.